the U.S. is actually planning a military base in a disputed part of Venezuela. There's the picture of it right here quickly, just awesome. for you guys to see. This is the it's area beautiful. in Venezuela. Yeah. It's beautiful, beautiful. Um, but the deal with it is that this area is rich in oil. Well, and Venezuela <laughs> is an oil producer. Yes. So, I, wow. Oh, my gosh. There's a, there's a military base plan there. Wow. What a surprise. Okay, so let's listen in on it. Um, let's see. I got you. No, that's the wrong guy. <laughs> He's gone. He's gone. Okay. <laughs> let's let's take a listen. Today, the government of the United States of America seeks to appropriate our oil resources by using the company ExxonMobil which has incorporated the government of Guyana into its ranks. Guyana is granting oil concessions in an undimulated maritime territory in total violation of international law. Unilateral disposal of a disputed territory is not permissible. But the government of the Re Cooperative Republic of Guyana persists in its illegal conduct. We denounce the fact that the government of the United States of America intends to militarize the situation. The Southern Command seeks to establish a military base in the contested territory with the aim of creating a spearhead in its aggression against Venezuela and consolidating the plunder of our energy resources. Two days ago, the National Assembly of Venezuela unanimously decided... All right. Yeah. So that's very, very interesting. Very interesting. That, that's going to have to start with the, the fundamental question. Hmm. You know what's the fundamental question? Is the Monroe Doctrine still alive? I mean, was it ever really? Well, it's it's the changes that uh, that been taking place in, in in Latin America have always concerns the U.S. Yeah, or concerned the U.S. Uh, I remember a trip to Bolivia. I went to Bolivia a few years ago when I was still in Washington, mm -hmm. and because at that time we had an issue with Morales, you know, and what was that over? Oil and uh, access to rare earth minerals. Oh yeah, yeah. Because uh, Bolivia, I mean, it's one of the two, right? One of the two, you're right. <laughs> rare yeah. minerals or uh, oil. Th this big deal here is also has to do now with the shift between Brazil and Argentina. Yeah. But this is not about that. Just that the main one is for the agreement that just been reached between Venezuela and China, under the yeah. banner of strategic partnership. Yeah. That's what's at the heart of it. Yeah. We know what it means. Anytime you see the term strategic partnership, anytime you see that, just FYI, guys, in the world of geopolitics, anytime you see the term strategic, assuming there is an agreement between the two parties, that's usually incorporate more than just joint military training, more than just loaning money. We're talking about vision here. We're talking about strategic objectives yeah. for both countries. Yeah. And in the case of Latin America, especially with Venezuela, because of the sanctions we've been imposing on them, which, by the way, we had we had about a year and a half ago, we had behind closed doors talks with the Venezuelan government mm -hmm. to lift some of the sanctions if they let some oil comes to the U.S. Yeah. Behind closed doors. A lot of people had no clue. It wasn't yeah. even reported here. So, so this is what's at the heart of it. Yeah, but also because we are very concerned that now Argentina has been admitted to BRICS. Yep. You look at three major economies in Latin America or the whole South Americans. You look at Mexico, you look at Brazil, and you look at Argentina. Those three matters. Why Venezuela matter also is because 
uh, why Venezuela matters also is because of oil and part of the OPEC money. Yeah. So that is what's at the heart of it. And if you look at it, who's involved on the U.S. side? Which energy company? Exxon. I mean, ExxonMobil. Yeah, what does ExxonMobil yeah. has? Has a lot, a lot, a lot of contract. You don't see this is just for oil transactions, but manipulation of, uh, and this is why I started with, is the Manor Doctrine still alive? Mm -hmm. Because that's what's at the heart of it. Yeah. We never wanted any foreign power to come to uh, the Southern Hemisphere and, well, how do you think other countries feel when we go right. to their side of the of the globe and operate? So, well, I mean, I can tell you they don't feel great about no, it. And no. over the last few years, we've really heard about it, especially with the Internet. Yeah. I mean, those people, the people who have been affected, have really been speaking out about it. Yeah. And it's and, hard to ignore that now. And second uh, of all this is why are we going over there when we could at least reopen the pipelines the gas pipelines that we shut it down ourselves yeah. you know the idiot it's, the idiot president uh biden yeah is doing that for what no that's you a know? great question yeah, because to, to me just you know you create the problem and you trying to pretend you are solving it right. when in reality you are the source of the problem so absolutely what gives me sort of any any uh, uh, frame of mind to be talking to you when I know you are causing the problems to yeah. begin with. And this is where that issue of credibility comes in. We have none left on the global stage. Yeah. I'll say it straightforward. Let alone we have amateurs when it comes down to foreign policy. Uh, there, there is no vision. There is. We, we, I feel like we're just moving like a herd. I, I think, just honestly, moving. to me, what it feels like is whoever's in power is basically just taking what's left, taking yeah. what's left from us, taking what's left from Americans yeah. and just running away with as much money as possible. Yeah. And this is what this uh, oil did. That's it's, what it feels like to me. Yeah. That's what it genuinely feels like. The, that's what's happening yeah. is they're just stripping us of whatever's left, you know, taking and running and getting off a sinking ship. Well, you're thinking about what the big global agenda is, and you put that in perspective yeah. with the reality of it. But this one, uh, I believe, you know, looking at it from outside in, I think it has to do with those shifts that's taking place on the landscape with, as I said, Argentina being yeah. admitted to BRICS, with Brazil and Argentina calling for a unified currency of mm -hmm. And I am sure if they do, what do you think Venezuela is going to do? Yeah. No. What do you think Peru? What do you think Bolivia? What do you think even Mexico will yeah. end up doing? So this is why, because now it became evident that if we want to turn events in part of the world, you create tensions. Right. It's the same thing we're seeing in Asia right now. And this is why you're seeing certain countries embarking on a certain policies mm -hmm. like our next country yes, we're going to be talking about.